Blog Talk Radio. This is the Fantasy Jester. This is FXE Live, coming to you from beautiful D-Land, Florida, and coming from Blog Talk Radio and all the good sponsors that we have. How are you tonight? What do we have outside? It's absolutely, I hate to tell everybody, it's absolutely gorgeous out right now. It's uh, 70 degrees and uh, absolutely beautiful, hardly any humidity, which is weird. Uh, for Florida, but it's nice when you come off the summer and a little less humidity. I hope wherever you are, it is just as nice. And uh, if it isn't, we're here to take your mind off of it. And uh, what better way with some wrestling? We have FXE Live, which is going to tell you, we're going to get into WWE. We're going to get into Hell in a Cell. And was that Hell in a Cell? I mean, we're going we're gonna to talk about that one because uh, there's a lot to be said there. And uh, one of the things, is, is, well, we'll get to that. Let's, let's go over the rundown. FXE signings. You know, we've got all that coming up, folks. We've got a huge show. Matter of fact, if you're listening in, go to the Fantasy Jester page in Facebook or go to Twitter, Fantasy underscore Jester. Just minutes ago, before we went on air, I went ahead and posted one, a picture of who one of the two signings is going to be this weekend. Now, on there, it says that the man is six foot ten and he's the smaller of the two. We're bringing the beef FXE. We're going to talk about that later on. Plus, obviously, you know, we're going to get into Raw and what's happened the past two days. What happened? Raw. Uh, we'll get into that. SmackDown. We're going to get into that. Before uh, before I go ahead and I bring my co-host, JT, and he's with me on all the podcasts. You know, FantasyJusticeSports.com puts out other podcasts other than FXE Live. 
And we're going to go ahead and talk to you a little bit about that later. It's not just wrestling here through the FantasyJusticeSports.com. FXE is a part of it. And now, one of the big parts of it, because he is literally everywhere I go. And, you know, that's what makes it difficult, because Hell in a Cell was hell for me to watch. And, uh, you know, that was just difficult in and of its own. What makes it even more difficult is the man I'm about to bring in called it. (laughs) Said it wasn't going to be good. And he called it. And I've got to live with the fact that He's been right about this, and I'm sure somewhere back, uh, you know, we'll be 10 years down the road, and we'll be doing a podcast or a broadcast somewhere or doing a wrestling show, and he'll be telling the story of, I remember back 2016, I told Jester that Hell of the Cell match was going to be terrible. He'll be rubbing. He just, he's that way. He's, uh, as much as he is knowledgeable, he is irritating but I still bring him everywhere I go. Jason, JT Townsend, how are you tonight? Jester, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, Hell in the Cell was a little bit of a letdown for a lot of people. A few surprises in there, uh, the women's title being one of them. Uh, but something you uh, mentioned earlier on Facebook, uh, something happening big on November 15th, that's what I'm interested in. November 15th is going to be the return. If you haven't heard already, the return of Undertaker, November 15th to the WWE lineup. So that is going to be interesting in and of itself, just that, besides the implications of what it might mean going forward. You know, you take a look at that, and November 15th, that's SmackDown. Right. So SmackDown Maybe, just uh, gained Taker. Yeah, for their yeah for their Survivor Series team, I'm sure. And you know, I can I can almost picture it. You know, the gong hits, except it'll be different this time. The lights won't go off. The lights are gonna stay on, because at his age, when he's using the walker to get down the ramp, he needs to be able to see where he's going. <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm very excited for the return of Grumpy Old Men uh, to SmackDown. The the part timer, the icon, so big time news right there. <clears throat> Kindly, just do me a favor, JT. Just call it as you see uh-huh. it, and do me a favor. Don't hold back when you do. I'll try not to, but I'm sorry. How many more retreads are they going to give us? Um, you know, let's start featuring some of these young stars that you have today. You know, it's great that Undertaker's actually going to make more than one appearance. In a, in a calendar year, I mean, that's fantastic that he's going to grace us uh, with his presence after him spending last week at the Cleveland Cavaliers game in uh, full getup. So, I'm sorry. Undertaker's one of those guys that was a great legend, don't get me wrong, but he should have hung those boots up a few years ago. You've got young, big guys that you could be building if you took the time to do it right. We've talked about guys like putting him over. No, no, no. I I don't know. Yeah, here's here's the thing. I don't even know who they're going to match him up against. Who's who's he going to wrestle? Think about it. What's the storyline? We had Raw. We see we got what Reigns, Owens, Jericho, Braun Strowman, your your guy. Um, 
So that's this is going to be SmackDown's answer to Braun Strowman's what it's going to be. Hmm. That's who you're going to see. You watch. You'll they'll they'll have the big big stare. They'll both get tagged in, and we'll have the big stare down, and then the two T Rexes going at it, which is what you've been asking for for a while. It's just one T Rex is a few centuries older than the other one. And, and it's just uh, how do I say? Quite the jump for Strowman? Big time, yeah. That's quite oh, a jump really from, you know, yeah, <laughs> bring really me somebody. Good. Okay, here you go. Well, he's old, but here, yeah, we'll still bring a taker. Right, and let's be honest. The Battle Royal was it was nice. It was against some, some faces and some name guys. Um, but the moment Mick Foley said, hey, if you win that, you're in. You knew he was winning that match. There was no way he wasn't winning that match. Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what he can still do in a ring because I've noticed one thing with the bigger guys, and I'm talking about your 6'10", 6'11", 7-foot and above guys. As they get older, they get slow, and it's just – it's tedious to watch sometimes and mm-hmm. I, I don't get that feel I don't know now I've watched Goldberg okay and I'm not getting that feel I mean he he no. looked he looked crisp the other night okay and uh, yeah the jackhammer slam on a guy like Rusev as thick as Rusev is that was impressive nice job and, by Rusev on, on it as well yeah no it was it was it was well done it was Again, like I said, it wasn't painful to watch. And some of what's gone on has been painful to watch just in general. But And in that, the whole hell in the cell. You know, let's go there right now. Might yeah, as let's well. go there. Uh, which one would you like to start with? I know what I've got my bugaboo about. Go ahead. Which one would you like to start with? I would say the one match that I did not predict well or right would be the uh, Anderson Gallows, Enzo Amore, Big Cass. I'm just mm. not quite sure what's going on with either one of these tag teams now. It's at the point now where the momentum just shifts back and forth as fast as the women's title does. So, you know, <laughs> you have no idea what's going on, who's legitimate, who isn't. Uh, you know, but then honestly, the biggest thing, biggest takeaway from Hell in a Cell for me was them ruining the Owens and Rollins match. There's no need for Jericho to get involved in that in any way, yeah. shape, or form, and they ruined it once again. No, that match was fine without it. That match was going fine and in a good direction. You, you had two, you had two young studs in there putting on a show as Owens has done several times this year, and as Rollins has done several times in his few years. Uh, nice, crisp match. It, just, it moved well. Nice back and forth. Some great moves. And then the whole thing. Right. And I'm a Y2J fan. He's fantastic. He's one of the best part, parts of Raw, but that was the wrong place for him. Didn't need him in it. I understand. I'm sure it'll be furthering a storyline, so maybe it was a necessity. I just think for one night they should have uh, left him out of it. My, 
Did you come away with the idea, though, in general that, all right, did any of those matches, and we already know the women's didn't, did any of those matches represent Hell in a Cell to you? What you no. What, no, what no, Hell in a Cell used to mean? I was actually, I mean, granted, don't get me wrong, there was physicality in the Reigns-Rusev match, but it, it just didn't have a Hell in a Cell feel to me. It felt more like a glorified cage match. The overall feel to me, all right, so then we're not alone in this because I've talked to a couple people, and for the most part, they could have been, yeah, a cage match and the women's match. I really came away very disappointed in that. And not from just the whole belt changing hands again thing. I, I don't get that. I really don't. I don't get that at all. But all right. You have the belt changing separate from that. If you're going to put the women in, this is where FXC is going to be different. If you, if I, I'm going to tell you one thing, if I have women in a cell, I can promise you more than what WWE's interpretation of what that should look like will be. Because that was any other match. That could have been any match anywhere at any given time. Yeah. You know, it looked like they were uh, giving us a preview of an up-and-coming pay-per-view, a TLC, not too far around the corner. uh, And the the table wasn't feeling it. Because it was not cooperating in any way. And you know, on a, on a side note, it's sad when you when you watch Twitter, or excuse me, you, you know, read Twitter, watch some of the videos on Twitter of people talking more about Sasha Banks' trunks being pulled uh, to expose certain parts of her anatomy more than the match. When that it was more like- fun. Don't get me wrong; she's a fine woman and all, but when that's what the the takeaway from the match is. I think you I think you lost on that one there, WWE. Yeah, well again Okay, so everybody knows I, I think the best way I can describe it is her uh shorts were pulled to so it looked like she was wearing a thong in the back. Um that's the best way to describe it and keep it nice. And and not that right. hey, listen, uh, all right, from a guy's perspective, no, duh, of course I didn't mind. Uh, and it makes no difference, but it shouldn't be what um, is the buzz on Twitter. It should be, oh, my God, I can't believe they just did that in the ring. Right. This is the best. Wait a minute. Here's one for you. This is by far because, listen, hell in the cell and women in there. Historic. Historic. Mm-hmm. Oh, the idea. Oh, my God. That is so, yeah, groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. So you better make the match something that looked like it, too. And it didn't. It looked like every other no, match. And, and just a thought. You, you've heard the, the phrase, uh, my WrestleMania moment, you know, used quite a bit over the last few years. And the way that they – build this and advertise this this women's hell in the cell was a WrestleMania type of feel or importance level. And there was no WrestleMania moment in that match whatsoever. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, it, it, okay. And that was the other part of it. Because none of those matches really felt 
like hell in a cell. None of them. I really didn't. I, I kind of figured, okay, uh, other than what I had described, and if you listen, folks, you can go back, by the way, all our shows, FXE, Gridiron Guys, Fantasy Jester Show, all can be heard iTunes under Fantasy Jester Show. Go check it out. You can hear what we talked about beforehand, and it's amazing. What we said beforehand matched up with, okay, here's what you got in the show. And now we're looking at it from the other side. The show is passed, and I see so much room for improvement. And this is, for you fans down here in the Florida area, this is what I'm talking about. As we continue to march closer to our our January date, and that will be given real soon. Matter of fact, don't forget, we have signings this weekend. We're going to get into that you're going to see what we're doing different than WWE. And this is one of the things. This was a pay-per-view event. There were people actually paying to see what looked like could have been any other Raw or SmackDown live show. Am I wrong in that, JT? Am I I picking on them? No, no, but let me ask you this. If you were to take, oh, we're talking about the women's match. If you were to take that yeah. that hell in the cell, that cell away from that, it was never involved. It was going to be a straight match. They put on a good show for a straight match. I think yeah, they handcuffed oh, yeah. themselves with the cell because I want to make sure that the people out there listening understand those women did a fantastic job. Charlotte, I mean, the entrances were WrestleMania esque with uh, Sasha coming out in the roof of the Escalade. And, and the way Charlotte came down, I mean, it had a WrestleMania feel to it. Yes. So one, I think that they handcuffed themselves by putting that steel cage over because expectations jumped, you know, jumped dramatically. But as far as the wrestling match, the girls did a fantastic job. Now, let me ask you something, though, JT, and this is what, this is what we have to find out. We've got to look into do we feel that way because we're old-time fans of the sport? You know what I'm saying? In other words, what if somebody has just been, if they're new to watching wrestling, say, to the last five years, and to them, that was great. Mm-hmm. That was hell in the cell and what it should represent. There's a whole fan base out there that has no idea what we're talking about, and that's what we're going to show you, folks. Right, and but here's where WWE makes their mistake then. Don't make the network so accessible where I can go pull up Hell in the Cell from 2004 or beyond or before that and see what a Hell in the Cell match looks like. You know, so that's where I think WWE doesn't listen to their fans. And the thing from our meetings with, with you and some of the others from FXC Live is you give, you give the audience, the paying customer, what they want. The paying customer has been screaming for years, and I'm venture to say three out of every four paying customers, they don't want the PG rating. They want to see the, the color. They want to see the crazy move. They want to see some of the drama, some of the other stuff that's going on. They don't want this PG stuff that WWE is trying to shovel down their throat. Uh, and you know what? That's fine. Here. And that is what I'm trying to let people know. And I think, JT, this is why I love this man, folks. He comes up with the stuff, and it helps me be able to present what I'm talking about 
in a much clearer light. JT, you nailed it on the head. Folks, if you are a wrestling fan out there and you like the current WWE product, that's fine. That is the PG version, and that is the politically correct version all the time. Okay? Understand, that is fine. That is them. But you can have another brand in wrestling out there that when in their name of FXE, the X stands for extreme, we will put the hell back in the cell. See, those fans are fine. You're going to have, there's, there's plenty of fans out there. We all love the sport and we all want to see good wrestling. Now, there are the fans out there who want to see the PG and, you know, that's fine. And they have no clue what we're talking about. And then there's plenty of fans, and maybe they want to learn. I'm not, I'm not discounting. There's a lot of PG fans out there that want to see what we're talking about, not having to go look at archived editions. So for those fans that want to learn what we're talking about and see that live, and for the fans that miss it, FXE, how you doing? That's the best way to put it, isn't it, JT? I mean... Yeah, exactly. Uh, both can survive. Well. Yeah. Both can survive. I mean, both, yeah. And the and for the for the parents or the mom or the dad that wants to take, you know, little Jimmy, if I can borrow a phrase for our truth, to yeah. see wrestling, go see the PG stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy watching Raw. I enjoy watching SmackDown. I just it's un it it bothers me because I remember the attitude here and and how much more I got into it and how much more I enjoyed it uh, than I do now. And, you know, something I always think about, yes, sir, can you imagine John Cena's character in the attitude era and not this PG hustle, loyalty, respect guy? <laughs> There's a couple I mean, of different guys for different reasons. I'd like to see back. I'm just saying, I don't think Cena would get so many uh, Cena socks. I think Cena would be, quite popular amongst everyone. Yeah. He's a good worker. Listen, whether you he like really him is. or not, whether you like yep. him or not, he's a good worker. And you know what? He, he, he does a lot of shows. He does a lot he of does. shows. So um, yeah. let me ask you something real quick, because this is kind of lately on Twitter. If you, I don't know if you've noticed, but, have you have you seen a lot more tweets from Kurt Angle talking about WWE lately? I'm talking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's mentioning WWE a lot. Whereas before he'd mentioned some of his stuff that he's doing out there on the side or some of the charities or some of the things that he's interested in. Just a lot of commenting on the WWE lately. It could be wishful thinking, but bringing guys like Kurt Angle back is something I'd like to see. Uh, you know, I'm, next Monday, uh, I'll be uh, sitting watching Raw with uh, Jimmy Hart and uh, a promoter. Uh, I'm not going to give his name, but I'm going to be sitting with uh, Jimmy Hart, and I'll be able to ask him uh, if he knows anything about Angle. And this way, next Wednesday night, I'll be able to report back and tell you what I find out on that one. Matter of fact, let me make myself a little... You know me and my notes. Yes, you and your notes. Um, but yeah, just Jimmy Hart's a wealth of information, so I'd love to hear what his thoughts on Kurt Angle 
uh, possibility of seeing Kurt Angle back. It just seems like he's really ramped up his discussion of uh, WWE programming and what's going on in the universe. It was, it's funny, you know, uh, Jimmy Hart's a great, listen, for those of you who don't know Jimmy Hart and who I'm talking about, go Google him for a minute. Uh, For those of you who do know Jimmy Hart, and he is absolutely, absolutely fantastic guy. And I was able to just, JT, it's funny. One of our guys that we're going to sign this Saturday uh, has a boot that's a size 22, folks. That's double deuce, two, two. That's Hogan-esque, isn't it? Or even a little bigger. Well, what happened was is we couldn't find, we needed black boots for him, black wrestling boots. And I, he, he calls me up. I can't give you, because you got to tune in uh, Saturday about who we're talking about. And uh, he says, I, I, I only have my usuals, because he's uh, doing a character change for us, and he's going to be somebody else. And we've redone him, and now he needs black boots. And here's the thing. Size 22 black boots, believe it or not, JT, are not easy to find. Can you believe that? Yeah, I think you'd be able to go down to the Nike uh, Nike store and pick those up, but yeah, I guess not. So after he looked around, looked around, he gives me a call, and he's like, Jester, listen, he's like, I, I, I can't find boots. I'm having problems. I'm like, no worries. I'll, I'll make a couple of calls. Let me, let me find out. And the first person I thought of was Hulk, and so I tried to call Hulk the other day, and there was something up with his phone. I tried for half the morning, and I don't know. Uh, there was, I don't know if he threw his phone or he didn't pay his bill. I don't know, but there was something up with the phone. And so what happened was is I ended up texting uh, Jimmy Hart's manager and told him I couldn't get a hold of Hogan. Could Jimmy go ahead, talk to Hogan, find out where to get these boots? And thank God uh, there's a place in North Carolina, folks, I have some info for you. If you happen to have a size 22 shoe and you need a 22 wrestling boot, there's a place in North Carolina that will do it for you. That's where we ended up. Thank you uh, to Jimmy Hart and Hulk on that one for helping us out. We were stuck. 22. JT. 22. That is a 2-2. It still boggles my mind. Yeah, that's insane (laughs) so you know like I said folks uh, the size 22 is not for the guy we like I said if you go look on Twitter and Facebook right now you see me shaking hands with uh, one of the guys that will be here this Saturday night Facebook we will be going live and uh, hopefully uh, JT you know one of the problems about going live and one of the bigger problems I've noticed Having these wrestlers in here is that there never ceases to be a problem. No, and, and and you really need to look into making sure your insurance is paid up when you do this because the last few times you've had something like this go on, let's just say um, all hell's broke loose. Uh, well, what I've been looking into is there might be – I'm looking into the idea of not just having our regular security staff here – that we have, and because they are bigger guys, actually have uh, uniformed officers. So that is one of the things that we're looking into because, like I said, folks, you know, 
I don't know, you know these wrestling guys, things happen. You know, somebody says something wrong. And it's happened on our show. JT, we've seen it ourselves. Yeah, you've seen it uh, yourself <laughs> firsthand. Uh, if yeah. I remember correctly, you put a chair over somebody on one of the shows, somebody's back. Uh, wow, that's been a little while ago, but a few months ago. But, uh, yeah, I would think it would, it would be smart to have uh, – uh, some actual um, uniformed people in there because there's that one security guard you guys have in there and you can't even wait on that guy to show up half the time. So, you know, I definitely agree with where you're going on that. You know, they call this, uh, I'm learning the business quick. Okay. And one of the things that they tell you to try and do is give, give the people a tease, give them a tease. One of the things that we may or may not have, and I'm still working on it, is uh, the big man size with the size 22. He's normally brought into the ring by Miss Molly. Now, for those of you who haven't seen Miss Molly, well, you'll get a load of Miss Molly. Miss Molly is going to be, uh, hopefully, we're working on getting her here. She's got another engagement. It's a timing thing uh, because of the time of what we're doing, travel time for her. We're trying to get her here. We're seeing what we can do. Maybe we're trying to get her pushed back at the other uh, Mm -hmm. place. So, Miss Molly, folks. and uh, Good golly, Miss Molly. Good, yeah, that is uh, that is what people are saying. Is good golly, Miss Molly, and you'll be seeing more of that. And we're going to be giving so much more wrestling fans. Stay tuned. Saturday night is a huge, huge night. Okay, I guarantee we will not disappoint. You are about to see some guys and a show like you wouldn't believe. Probably not Hell in the Cell, but guess what? Neither was hell in the cell. <laughs> I tell you, JT, I'm just so you know you know what it is. I'm just so disappointed in that. I really am. I I, I am. I, I can't wait back, to bring better. Go ahead. If you go back over the last say decade, okay, mm. hell in the cell traditionally been one of the more lackluster pay per views to begin with, uh, and then they go and water it down with the three hell in the cell matches and none of which resembled a Hell in the Cell match, the closest of which being uh, Rusev and Reigns, I expected a bit more physicality as far as using the cell than they did in that. But, you know, something to think about. A lot of the Hell in the Cell, now I'm going to take the Mick Foley's and Undertaker's out of this, even Triple H, but, you know, maybe Hell in the Cell today, WWE, is more suited for a guy like Nick that can get up on top of the ring, they can fly, you know, it's like we talked about several weeks ago. I just didn't see any way that Vince would risk his top two female wrestlers by doing anything like that. Um, let's just be honest. You don't have talent like that in the women's division. It just doesn't grow on trees. Those two are supremely talented, and he protected his investment. Oh, like I said. I'll do something different, and let's go ahead. Let's, 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 folks, if I if I ever say the words hell in a cell, and you know what? If you remember, JT, what did I say last week, okay? I said that if we don't see a real women's hell in a cell match uh, out of them, 
I will bring it. I will bring a. I promise the fans of Florida, the wrestling fans here in Florida, that next year I will show you what hell in a cell should be. I promise you. I'll tell you what we we need to go one step further with that though. Okay. We need to lose the whole hell in the cell uh, saying because at that point that's just that, that phrase is watered down now. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> We need we need to come up with something that actually means something, something that has some cojones, if you will, you know. So you and I will sit that. down with creative. You you and I will be sitting down with creative, and people will get the point of what's going to go down that night. Listen, folks, exactly. there are going to be nights, and, and let me explain something to you, folks. There are going to be nights. There will be color, and I'm not talking about the lighting. Just letting you know, this isn't this well, isn't and, and, this isn't the PG version all the time. Right. There will be times. Hey, listen. There's going to be venues that. All right. There's going to be venues because most of our work, folks, is going to be we're doing it for charity. Okay. Mm-hmm. So some of these venues we're going to have to be PG. There will be definite dates and definite venues when we let everybody know there will be a hardcore. She would say hardcore wrestling. That's the best way to put it. And then I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I want to make sure the ones listening that I let you know, there'll be no cojones in the women's matches. I want to make sure I'm clear about that when I said it has to have cojones. So, you know, not in the women's matches. They, uh, okay. I got you. So yeah, no, that you have to gender identify as a woman and be a woman to be in our women's matches, folks. Sorry. Right. We're old fashioned that way. <laughs> oh my lord. Did you oh wow. Folks, if you are listening tonight and can get to Facebook, go to the Fantasy Jester page and look at what I just put up because I just got something as we were talking. Oh my lord. JT I'll, I'll give you an idea. It is Mako calling out Joey Cage. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yes, it is. Wow. You know, the face that never is at the place is taking bombs. I mean, he is taking bombs. JT, you think uh, he's going to continue to run scared? Or, or, you know, you've had an opportunity to talk with him. You know, I just I would go there just to, uh, pretty much. I didn't really talk to him as much uh, to go see him at the practice uh, rings and and see his moves. Didn't really talk to him much. Seemed like you used to talk to him more than I did at the production meetings. Mm-hmm. Do you think this kid ran? Do you think this guy's running that bad? Or, I mean, what do you think's going I- on with him? Well, you know, you got those commercials out there now where they say every Corona finds its beach. So yeah. I'm wondering if he's not laying on the beach somewhere, uh, you know, just working on his tan. Uh, okay. You know, yeah. I thought I expected a little more out of out of Joey Cage, to be honest with you, because he talked a big game. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he he could flap his gums with the best of them, but at this point, it's been what a, almost a month. Starting to reevaluate that a little bit. Mako's calling him out. Mako's you're well, looking for him, and uh, he's running scared. 
Here's the thing, and I, I think that is going to be our determining factor as far as he's concerned. Mako has officially done a promo and called him out. Called him out. Now, if there's no response from Joey Cage, I, I, I'm taking he's gone. So, I mean, I think that's the thing that we all have to pay attention to now in this is of the development. These are developmental guys going at it, folks, already. And um, I can only imagine, oh, my Lord, what's going to be happening with some of these other guys that we're bringing in. You know, speaking of, uh, let's get back to WWE for a little bit. And we'll bounce back to FXE later, folks. Um, I kind of was hoping at some point that maybe Nia Jax would have appeared at the Charlotte and um, Sasha Banks match. Like, wouldn't that have been great? Like all of a sudden one of those two women win in a brutal match. Here comes Nia Jax literally ripping, have it set up, that she can rip the door off the cell. I don't even think you have to set that up. <laughs> Maybe not. I'm just saying, I'll even, you don't even have to set that up. She could rip the door off that cage. But you feel me? Okay, you, you got the two women who just went through a grueling match. Okay, you got one of them holding the belt. And fine, make it Charlotte. If Charlotte's going to hold the belt, that's fine. I don't, really don't care. They, they've, they've devalued that belt by going back and forth. Uh, they can't devalue it any more than they already have. Um, right. But, wow, Nia Jax comes walking down, rips the cell door off, and t- literally because she could pick up Sasha Banks without a problem and beat Charlotte with Sasha Banks. She probably could, yes. Well, you have her you have her hold her torso and swing her so her legs are hitting her. Right. But actually beating up Charlotte with another wrestler. Okay, then she finally the two of them are on the ground. There's Nia Jax. She's standing there with the belt and she puts it over her head, which she never gets because she wasn't the winner of the match. But it gives you an idea where that could go. No. No, that doesn't happen. You know, there's a lot of things. And, and we'll be getting to uh, SmackDown because there's something that I just, I, I can't wait. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but going to Raw, now, we, got, we went ahead. We saw the Kendrick uh, match. And we all called that one. That was yeah. easy to yeah. see. Um, you know, let me ask you something. Cesaro and Sheamus, are they going to make this a, a, a it's are they going to make this an actual team? I hope not. Um, I've been crying for Cesaro to, to be put in the, you know, universal title picture for a while. Sheamus has been there off and on. Um, to me, I just think it it waters down uh, the capabilities of both guys. They don't need each other. They don't need to be on a team. The whole gimmick is over. We've only seen them wrestle 700 times against each other in the last six months, and now they're wrestling with each other and just take turns um, ignoring the other guy when they're tagging. 
So at this point, I hope I hope they reevaluate Cesaro and give him the push he deserves. Yeah, that's uh, I, I can't even call it what they're doing with it. I really can't. I mean, uh, going against the shining stars and uh, uh, come on. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, you know, one of the things that I liked about the show about Raw was the nice comeback from a horrible job at Hell in a Cell by Enzo. You know, Enzo go ahead and getting into a trick-or-treat street fight or trick-or-street fight match, uh, the Halloween Raw edition. I thought that was great. You know, the club yeah, just beat Enzo and Cass. Huh? Buzz Lightbeer, was he like Buzz Lightbeer or whatever his name is? Buzz Lightbeer. Yeah, Buzz Lightbeer. Yeah. But what I think that he really made up for what was probably, would you think, do you think that Hell in the, at Hell in the Cell, that was probably the worst job Enzo and Cass have done on a mic? Yeah, they definitely uh, didn't seem like they had their uh, a game. and their swerve on, if you will. It just they didn't have their juice that they normally do. It just it didn't flow. It was it, it didn't flow. First of all, the timing of it was terrible. Uh, was Enzo using a line. I'm sorry. That's very appropriate for Hell in the Cell. It fit right in with the motif the WWE was going for. Uh, the fact that he went ahead and. Y- used a line that he had used in a different uh, segment mm-hmm. a month right. ago, you know, so they had to come back and they came back strong with this one. And I mean, I thought it was good. The pumpkins throwing the pumpkins at each other and all that. And, right. they, and then uh, making them Bob for apples. And I mean, that was probably one of the best jobs that they've done with a match making a, you know, a theme for the, for Halloween and uh, a great comeback by Enzo for uh, being able to come back from a bad night on the mic. And Hey, listen, everybody has a bad night on the mic. I'm waiting to have mine yet, but I will have it. I'm sure I will. And I'm sure it'll be at our biggest crowd where I'll just be like, "Uh, what do I say? Anyway, um, what did you think about the whole – did you like the whole part where uh, Heyman got speared? Did you like that? Oh, enjoyed that the whole segment with, with Goldberg. Um, I'm a Goldberg mm-hmm. fan, so I assumed I probably would. But, you know, the, uh, the Brock Lesnar music hitting, you know, everybody getting fired up, that was good. You, Paul Heyman is fantastic in there in the corner, just, you know, kind of laughing, having a good old time with this. But, yeah, Rusev did a nice job of, of doing, you know, doing the jackhammer, getting the jackhammer uh, applied to him as well. Like I said, that's a lot of muscle and a lot of mass for Goldberg, who does not look near as big as he did 12 years ago, whereas Brock, I think, looks actually bigger. Um, but, yeah, good job on the spear. Heyman sold it well. Uh, fun moment in the show. What I'm trying to figure out as we take a look at the last part of the show that I'm still trying to figure what the hell they're doing. Jericho versus Roman Reigns for the U.S. championship. Mm -hmm. 
personally. I love when Reigns comes out and the crowd's booing him, and, uh, you know, he gives the crowd back a little something. Reigns is, is developing some uh, personality there and, and kind of firing back at the crowd. But you look at the end of that, what you're talking about, and you've got Reigns and you've got Rollins standing tall in that ring, and there was no uh, punches thrown between the two of them. So the, the shield is, is not far away. You would think, and then they go ahead and make, let's go right to that. Let's start talking about that, because this is the part of what I don't understand. It ties in with this, because, okay, you got KO, who holds his own strap, getting involved in the U.S. championship with his sidekick, and now out of the blue, here comes Rollins, so basically, you could also make this a four-way match, a tag team match. You could make this for two different straps. And like you said, yeah. you talk about yeah. bringing the shield back together. And in the meantime, <laughs> here's your chance to finally give AJ Styles somebody other than Dean Ambrose to fight. And we have what we had. So let's go right to that because that was my biggest thing about SmackDown yesterday. uh, There was two main points, one very good, one very bad. Let's go with the really bad first. Let's get it out of the way so we can end on a happy note. Uh. Dean Ambrose is number one contender again. And is anybody else other than me saying why? I mean, are you tired of this yet, JT? Or did you want to see this again? Maybe you're one of the ones that want to see this again. No, as as, uh, anyone who's listened to this show over the last few weeks knows, I was tired of this whole uh, shtick to begin with. And James Ellsworth doesn't help it any. Um, They need to get this over with. You need to build your, your brand champion up. I think they're stalling until the Bray Wyatt feud starts. They're stalling for time. Because they're I don't telling know. a story. They're telling a story for once. They're actually telling a story with a feud, and it's going really well. And they've had some nice twists and turns in that story, and they have people sucked in. And I don't think that they're quite – I think they like it. Uh, WWE likes the feeling of actually doing something right for once. Creative is on, you know, on top of the world. They're not going to let it go quick. So they're going to stretch that feud out a little longer or add, you know, what you have Kane and Orton the other night with the Wyatts getting involved. So I honestly think they're stalling with the AJ because we know Dean Ambrose isn't taking that title back. You ruined style. Well, you yeah, it's going to be interesting, and that's the part you started to touch on, the part that I like a lot, is the idea of putting Orton now with Bray and Luke. So, yeah. you know, I, I, they did a great promo uh, where, uh, and for those of you who missed it, okay, Randy Orton is with the two of them. And he's talking about how, you know, he's known, you know, in darkness, you finally see the light. And he uh, proclaimed uh, 
Bray Wyatt that he is a god and he's known he's had this side. And in the middle of him talking, okay, his eyes light up yellow. And they're doing good with this. I, I really do. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I just love the whole look, the whole feel of it. And uh, it's going to be fun to see where it goes. Uh, how this all ends up going towards AJ as he's wasting time with uh, Ambrose again. I, I don't, I don't know. And that's one of the things that I, I'm a little surprised that they've ha- how they've handled. You know, we talk about Gallows and Anderson, and we talk about AJ Styles, and I think about all the fanfare. All this, well, they've been the kings of Japan, and then, and wait, they're going to take over and all that. And you're getting uh, Gallows and Anderson not really looking dominant at times, winning, losing, winning, losing, okay? And I, I don't understand where they're going with them. And then you've got A.J. Muddled, you know, hey, I'm just happy he wasn't fighting Ellsworth this week. So if I don't get Ellsworth this week, my champion is going back to somebody he's already fought numerous times. Stale, stale, and I, that's, the, you know, that's, that's what I don't you know get. What's not stale? You know, it's not stale on that show. Something I liked from that show. Let's talk mm. about Dolph Ziggler calling out Raw <laughs> on that for that IC title. Good man for that it. was unexpected. You know what? That was unexpected. Um, I think it's fun. I think it, it added a little bit of uh, a little bit of flavor to that. So, you know, I'm interested in seeing what goes on with that. I'd like to, you know, he's one of the guys that I think that they should go ahead and give a little bit more mic time. If you're going to give somebody mic time, give it to him. But again, I'm also the thing though, of let the wrestlers wrestlers wrestle, and they need more Heyman. Heart, Fuji. They need those kind of. They need managers. That's what I think. That's one of the yeah, things that they're missing. That, I'll disagree with you there. If you did that, we, I mean, we would, how many promos would we have missed of The Rock over the years? You know, oh, talk about a guy that can wrestle and talk. Right. No, no, no. There are guys that can wrestle and, they, and talk, and there's guys that okay. I've mentioned this before, and you know what? I'm sorry. I ruffle a couple of feathers with this. I I love the two guys. I do. They're from my neck of the woods. And Enzo and Cass should have been Cass managed by Enzo. That's how that should have gone, without a question. Because there are some guys meant to talk, and there's some guys meant to wrestle, and there's some very few that can talk and wrestle. Don't try and make somebody that they're not. Use their strength. If you've got somebody who's not good on the mic, put them with somebody that is, or don't make them talk. This isn't hard, folks. It really isn't. What else? What else from SmackDown do you like and are you not liking? What do you think about um, the women? Well, I mean, let's let's be honest at this point. Becky Lynch, uh, Nikki Bella, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, you know, all of them have had momentum 
one way or the other. The idea to see Bliss and Carmella win that match, though, over the champ and Nikki Bella, who was yeah. champ not too long ago, um, that was a surprise and good for WWE. Get your surprises out there. Um, and I think Bliss has enough momentum right now where it doesn't hurt Becky Lynch to take that to take that loss. You know, it's not like she lost to uh, the female James Ellsworth or something. You know, um, she lost to somebody that's got some momentum, somebody that's gotten a push. So, you know, good match, not bad. Uh, I love watching uh, Becky Lynch in the ring, though. She's fantastic. Yeah, she is a great worker. Really, really good worker. But do you see the women when we, you know, and let's take a minute to look ahead at Survivor Series. Do you see the women uh, from SmackDown being able to do anything with the women from Raw, honestly? Well, let's be honest. You asked me a couple weeks ago who I thought uh, was the most talented, I believe the most talented of the women wrestlers on SmackDown, and I said Natalia. But the way they're making her look like is the old cat lady, um, you know, that lives down the block and has 500 cats. It's like, and she doesn't, she's not even aware of it. Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing. I mean, Becky, outside of Becky Lynch at this point, and maybe Nikki Bella because of her history and how long she held the belt, is there anything on there that I think compares to the overall team? And let's be honest. Who, who's going to take out Nia Jax? Because I just don't see anyone that can. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to is the moment, and it's going to happen. And it might be how this one ends. Nia Jax in the ring with Alexa Bliss. Oh. <laughs> sometimes you're the bug. Sometimes you're the windshield. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think that's how it'll end. Why do I picture the opening scene from the movie Men in Black where the guy's driving the Jeep and the dragonfly just squashes on the windshield? (laughs) You know, that's that's kind of what I picture when you say that. Uh, I would hope with the momentum that they've gone, I'll tell you who I want to see in the ring with her is Naomi. Naomi is strong. That'd be nice. Yeah, but she's She's a good worker. Let it grow. You know, um, she is very underrated. Very underappreciated, uh, and I'd love to see those two. I think that would actually be a fantastic match. But I think you're right. I think for sheer morbid curiosity, we got to go with Nia Jax or Alexa Bliss at some point. <laughs> I tell you one thing: you hit it on the head because she, uh, the, uh, she comes out. She's a good wrestler, but I like that whole light show that she does when she comes out. Too. Right. You know, I mean, she's got the whole package. She's got a great entrance. It's colorful. It's it's different. Okay, I like that. Nice energy. Yeah, nice nice energy. Uh, real nice energy. She maintains a good speed, a good flow throughout. Seems like a good worker. Good timing. Things like uh, yeah, very very underrated. I think you hit that one on the head for sure. You know, folks. This has been FXE Live. We've got a couple of minutes left. And one of the things that we definitely want to, we have to make sure we get to, is what is coming up so that you have an idea, wrestling fans. You know, we, we're going to go ahead. We've got next week, uh, I've got a guest we're going to bring in next week from the wrestling community, not Florida FXE wrestling community, but 
actual WWE wrestling community. And uh, we'll go ahead. We'll have that for you next week. But the big thing that is going on, and it really is big. The men are big. What is going to go down live is big. You know, I'm trying to uh, point something out to you fine folks. You want to get an idea, check it out. Saturday night is going to be eight from 8 to 10 o'clock, the Fantasy Justice Show, towards the end of the show. We've done this once before. We lose JT in that, and we're working on that. JT, we are working on that. I've got a couple of technical guys working on that. We're going to try and okay. get you in on Skype, maybe. We're, we're still trying to work on uh, getting you so that you're on the – at the very least, you're on the screen behind us. Here's the problem we're having is not getting you on a screen behind us. That's the easy part. It is being able to let you speak and not have feedback at the same time. So I might have to go ahead and mute my mic while you speak if I have speakers here in the studio and whatnot. So I've got well, technical people thinking, working on it. I was thinking you can just get me some poster board and I can just, you know. How about if I have a a poster board, or I could just have a cardboard cutout picture of you and uh, have that be your representation. No, seriously, folks, go ahead, go JT, real quick. Oh no, I said exactly the the cardboard cutout's fantastic. Oh yeah, that'll work. And uh, no, seriously, folks, uh, we are working on being able to go ahead and have JT. Uh, in the studio with us that night. We might lose him for those last 20 minutes when we go live. We're still working on that. But make no mistake, if you are a wrestling fan, you want to tune in Saturday night, 8 to 10 o'clock, the last 20 minutes, 940, Facebook, Fantasy Jester page on Facebook. You don't want to miss it. You're starting to get an idea of what we're doing. You're starting to see more and more promos as we get guys in. We're getting these signings happening. Things are starting to move a lot quicker now. A lot of excitement for all of you wrestling fans here in Florida, especially Central Florida. We have got some great things planned for you. Go ahead this weekend. We'll give you the website. We're going to give you more promos. We're going to give you very large wrestlers. And dare I say, you know, when it comes to Saturday night, something's going to happen. There's a reason why we keep going to Saturday night, folks. It's not a joke, and it's not a game. But it is F-X-E, Florida Extreme Entertainment. Have a great night. I'm from the Fantasy Justice. That was JT. See you all soon. Look, I'm out. If you had one shot, one opportunity, seize everything you ever wanted, one moment. Just let it
Spaghetti, he's nervous. 